Podcast. What is up, college lacrosse fans? Uh, today I come to you with bad news, unless you're immature version of me, at which point this would be good news. But now that I'm a mature adult, this is really bad news. Uh, Hopkins and Dave Petromala have decided to mutually part ways for whatever that's worth. Uh, but the reality means um, Petro was, you know, kind of let go at Hopkins. Uh, for those uh, within the Hopkins base that were calling for this, you know, I've been saying for a while t- to the effect that you watch what you wish for. If you're, you know, one of these fans calling for the head of your coach, you know, at like a Syracuse Hopkins, Princeton or whatever, because you might get it. And this is, this is that, you know, the uh, Petro's gone. So the fans that were calling for his head, you got what you wanted, but don't necessarily assume uh, by any means that that's going to end up being a good thing. Um, You know, so uh, Petro's resume is right up there with the best of them. I mean, the guy is, is one of the best coaches to ever do it. Uh, Hall of Famer overall, uh, 207, 207 wins against just 93 losses. And that's despite playing one of the toughest schedules in the country every single year. Sure. There are teams that end up with strength of schedules that are tougher than Hopkins, but that's typically only partly because Hopkins is always a really highly rated team. So they end up playing teams ranked below them. It doesn't mean that, 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 that their schedule is still not brutal because I, I, I put their schedule at one of the most brutal that any of the top notch programs play. Now that varies depending on conference year, how strong any, you know, sometimes the ACC is stronger than uh, the big 10 lately. The big 10 has been really, really tough. And, you know, now the ACC's, you know, pretty much looking to dominate beyond the Ivy uh, with teams like UVA and North Carolina and Syracuse all fully loaded. Uh, so like come in the coming years, I think it's going to be ACC heavy, but it all, you know, strength of schedule depends on uh, how your conference ends up being. And, but Hopkins non-conference schedule was always right up there with the best. So he still gets to 207 and 93 uh, despite playing that, that tough schedule over his tenure at Hopkins. 18 NCAA tournament bids, seven Final Four appearances in 02, 03, 04, 05, 07, 08, and 15. So there's been a drought uh, mixed in with the uh, 15 run. Um, finals appearances in 03, 05, 07, and 08. Natties in 05 and 07. Uh, I mean, you can make the argument, you know, what have you done for me lately? But they're still making the tournament every year and, you know, getting, you know, through into the the second round sometimes, but the last three tournament appearances, I believe they did get bounced in the, in the first round. Um, and, but then you, when you compare that to the other blue bloods that dominated, you know, for a, a time, Syracuse, Princeton, those two teams as well. Um, UNC, uh, had been, you know had a, another blue blood program had a, a a big drought. Uh, Virginia had a drought, albeit not as long as everybody else's. Um, so you could say that. The only thing I will say here is where the teams did have natty droughts that they that the administrations weren't happy with. Uh, a new coach did come in and eventually win one for them. So we'll we'll take the the case of North Carolina. They won a title in '91, and then after that, North Carolina only made it back to the finals once. And that was the actual following year, I believe, uh, in 92, uh, until Brescia finally took over, won them a title in 2016. But he was on his eighth year by the time North Carolina won that title in 2016. And that was kind of like the Giants' win over the Patriots the year the Patriots had, uh, had gone undefeated, where the Giants limped into the playoffs and then went on to win the Super Bowl over a team that was going, you know, trying to go undefeated uh, with a Super Bowl win. And uh, North Carolina that year limped into the playoffs. I believe they won... I don't know how they, they, I don't remember 
what specifically got them in, if they had an auto bid or if they just rattled off enough wins to get in at the end. But they were a rough team that year, and it did not look like a team that was going to win a national championship, you know, even going into the uh, uh, the conference playoffs. Um, but then, hey, they did it. And then Virginia, their drought wasn't nearly as bad as UNC's. Dom Starja won his last natty in 2011. And then UVA missed the uh, they missed two playoff appearances and they had two first round losses and that was enough to cause UVA to bounce Starja. They bring in um, uh, their new coach and they win a national title here last year in Tiffany's. I was blanking on Lars's uh, name for a second there, so they bring in Lars. He wins a title for Virginia in his third season. So they had a much lower threshold than Hopkins has had so far for uh, for Petro. So I've been saying for a while that um, Syracuse and Hopkins, I felt like, needed to dumb down their schedules a little bit. You have teams like Duke and those guys in Virginia that play a boatload of games. They just play more non-conference games than Hopkins and Virginia did. Penn State, I think, was another one uh, where they play like two to four additional regular season games uh, beyond what Syracuse and Hopkins plays. So I feel like either their brutal non-conference schedules mixed with their conference schedules were too much for them to handle. Uh, and it was beating them down by the end of the year, or is it possibly they weren't playing enough games? You know, when you look at the teams that have dominated lately, you got the Duke, and they always play a boatload of games, and they've done really well. And Duke is always always tends to drop a couple games early. Uh, they they skip scrimmaging, from what I understand, and they just get right into playing games, and then they play more games than almost everybody every year. Um, and I'm not sure about how it falls for the Ivy League schools, but the Ivies fared, fared very well. So that's something to consider uh, also is like, what what are these teams ending at the season for regular season games? And then what did, what do they end up with at the end of their conference tournaments as well? And uh, I wonder if I throw some stats together, how we would see these teams fare uh, at the end, how often the teams that end up playing more games are the teams that are making it to the final four every year. So maybe that's something I'll take the time to look at, but moral of the story, as I just went on a total tangent there is uh Petro. It's a, it's gotta be a kick in the gut, even to the guys that wanted Petro out. Uh, I don't understand that if I was Hopkins, I'd still want Petro in. Uh, I believe just like I'm a Syracuse fan and I, I I'm cool with Desco at this point, you know, what they've done in the regular season, making the tournament, you just get into the tournament. And one of those years, you're going to win a, a national title is kind of how it works these days. You can't expect those teams and that, that fan base has to kind of stop expecting to win titles and make the final four all the time. I think that we can expect runs where you make the final four a couple, couple seasons in a row. And I was hoping that this was going to be the first of a couple of runs to the final four for Syracuse even, uh, or, you know, maybe a couple every other year or something like that. But, you know, I, I feel like, the guys that are even the guys that wanted it, you've got to be feeling it a little bit today. It's a little bit weird today. Your whole, you know, your lacrosse world and the lacrosse uh, landscape changed drastically with uh, Hopkins being let go there or Hopkins with Petro being let go there. So, I mean, I wish Petro the best of luck. I know that whatever he decides to do next, he's going to do it with a lot of passion. He's going to go hard and he's probably going to succeed at a really high level, no matter what he does next. So I wish him the best of luck with that. Uh, and it, it is, it's a weird day, uh, waking, not waking up, but, uh, finding out that Petro's not uh, Hopkins anymore. It'll be interesting to see where he does land though. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what that does to Hopkins recruiting and, uh, and it'll be, you know, who now begins the talk of who takes over. I've heard a lot of people talking about Natalyn taking over. Um, and that kind of makes sense and he might be a good fit, but, uh, you know, they're on a national search here, so they're going to hire the guy they think is, 
is uh, best for the job, and I would presume they're going to have their pick of some pretty decent decent coaches uh, for this gig as well. Uh, I hear a lot of people talking about how they think that Hopkins will be D3 team before long. I doubt it. You know, look at Hobart. They're in a similar boat to Hopkins in terms of funding, uh, and there's other schools too. And they've weathered that that storm and have continued to play. I, I don't think that's going to happen. I think that uh, the right coach could turn things around for him. Uh, you end up seeing a little bit of initial success as people are excited about the new coaching hire, assuming that coach is is uh, is the right guy for the job and and does a good job, which proved to be the case with uh, a Lars Tiffany, for example, because uh, Virginia didn't fall off all that badly under Starja. So Tiffany was taking over at a good point, And then he was also happened to be the right man for the job. And that's why I think we see UVA win a national title here. So uh, it could happen for Hopkins too. It has to be the right guy, but damn, uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of it. Uh, it. It does not please me, even though I'm a Syracuse fan. When I was a younger man, I would have been pleased to no end at any pain that Hopkins fans, players, alum would have to feel. And, uh, that now I realize that was childish. That was a childish way to, uh, 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 be a fan of the sport of lacrosse. Uh, so many moons ago, I moved on from that. And, uh, I've been a fan of Hopkins ESPN kind of plays into that a little because you end up watching as a lacrosse fan early on when they first started putting a lot of games on Hopkins was always on. So you find yourself watching a boatload of Hopkins games and uh, I think that kind of maybe secretly made me enjoy watching Hopkins a little bit. It made me enjoy Petro more, but the reality just is he's a legend. And anytime you see a legend get let go, he's a human being too. So, you know, it's a sad day for him. Nobody wanted Hopkins to succeed more than that guy. Nobody worked harder to try to uh, uh, make sure that Hopkins had a good chance of succeeding uh, than that guy. So, you know, you got to understand he's a human and today sucks for him. Uh, and, uh, you know, so thoughts go out to Petro, and uh, I wish him the best of luck in whatever he does next. And like I said, he'll, he's going to kill it. So as always, thank you for watching. Uh, be sure to go to uh, laxfactor.com. You can watch our videos there. Uh, you can hit up our sponsor, Sideline Swap, uh, sidelineswap.com. There will be a link in the description below. And uh, what else? Be sure to like, subscribe, and all of that good crap. Hoost is out.